Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 272. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're honored to have with us the internationally recognized and highly talented publisher of foreign press comics, Kyler Merrill. Yes, sir. How's Thanks it going? Guys. It's going You're pretty welcome. good. It's been a it's been a it's been a day so far. It actually hasn't been too bad of a day. Got to go to the plant store. And just some, buy some new plants, things like that. And just have, obviously, honestly, like, like you said, I'm an elementary teacher. So summer break just started this week. So I'm just kind of yeah. just chilling, going with the flow. You know, nothing too crazy right now. But Does that happen like as teachers? Like as soon as like summer, let's, you know, like summer break starts, do you just kind of like kind of get confused with like all the free time and what to oh, do? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, like I know I'm supposed to be, I'm currently in the middle of also trying to move. And so, but I'm still just like, I don't know. Like I have, I've so, I one that's just a lot to do anyway. But two, it's like a lot to do after, like, being in school all day. And I'm just like, okay, well, I have my own time, and I have to manage my own time now. I don't have to, you know, worry about managing the time of twenty something other students. So, right. it's, just, it's just a big. It's, it is weird, and like my sleep schedule's still off, you know. So it's just last few weeks of school, you know, are obviously just like we're all drained. All the teachers are just like, I, I'm, I'm tired of this. The kids are tired of this. Like. This is just exhausting <laughs> at this point, but we just kind of, you know, you had to keep going. So at this point, it is still kind of a good thing, though, just to be like, I'm finally done. Right. Finally done. I can just take a break. I don't have to worry about being up at a certain time or doing all these other things. I'm just like, this is all I got. All I have now is I just have interviews and to do this cookbook. That's all I got to do. So let's talk about this cookbook. It is amazing. So it's basically a comic book anthology that has recipes around specific stories correct yes and so first of all i want us to do a deep dive into and then talk about comics from the kitchen because um i was able to look at some of those pages on there and there's some really delicious uh recipes and they're and they're all from all around the world correct yeah yeah we have stuff from from um uh um i think one of the ones on the cook the 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 zoop page is from I keep catching myself wanting to say Kickstarter, but it's it's the Zoop page. Um, is from I believe, if I remember right, Puerto Rico. Um, mm. Yeah, but it says Puerto Rican. I'm dumb. Um, the Boniato is um, that's from Cuba, um, or the person who wrote it is Cuban. It's about his culture, um, or it comes from his his story. Um, then there's yeah, we have just lots of different uh, places from or recipes from people all around the world, just telling like really interesting really like just fascinating and really heartfelt stories. It's really, I'm excited and proud of what we've kind of done here. So I'm, I'm very curious about how you were able to being a full-time teacher. How have you been able to get the time to actually create, uh, was that five comic books already? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's been five comics that I've done over the span of like three years now. And wow. one of those was in the was like at the very beginning of the pandemic because that's when I kind of started. Um, but yeah, so like like I said, that first one started at the end of the pandemic, so I was still in college at that point, and um, that was my senior year of college. But still, so I I had a lot of free time that year and that summer. Um, and then my first year of teaching was honestly really, it wasn't I wouldn't say it was easy necessarily, but it was definitely something that wasn't 
incredibly draining on me as much as teaching has been the last year or two. Um, but it's just really, um, I was lucky in that I was able to do to get a lot done. And I feel like my output's kind of slowed down. But yeah, it's just uh, finding time when I can, um, you know, just breaking mm -hmm. things up into different projects. And like, it helps that now two of these projects have been anthologies that are, you know, not just me creating the entire thing. It's mostly me doing a administrative admin type role, um, which is a lot easier than being the person. It has its own challenges, but it's, I think in general, it's easier than being the person having to draw and write the whole comic. So it's, it's, that's been a little bit helpful because like I said, two of my comics have just been more of an administrative thing. And, and do you prefer that as you mentioned is like, do you feel like they're kind of losing a, a, a bit of the creative urge if you're just doing the administrative side of these anthologies? Um, yes and no. Yes, I do. I like them, I think because it's something different and part mm -hmm. of me does like the, um, the planning of it. Um, I think, and I like that having to organize I, I, the things I don't like are, you know, you, then you're in charge of organizing, you know, 20 or so different people, um, keeping, make sure everybody has stories turned in on time. And if they don't, what do you do? Uh, making sure everybody gets compensated, all those types of things, keeping track of addresses and shipping and all those, all that stuff. I, part of me, and maybe it's just my weird brain, but I like the analytical. I like the, um, I just like how easy it can be. And I like sometimes I like how, like, with when you have a lot of sheets and stuff, Google Sheets and different things like that, spreadsheets, keeping track of information, my brain likes that because I think I'm weird and kind of math minded. Um, <laughs> but I do think you lose a little bit of the creative spark, you know, when you're, when that you're just doing that. So I like to do in all the, in both anthologies, I have done like a short. Either in the first one in Fletcher Cross, I wrote a couple stories, and then in um, this one, I wrote and drew a short story. So um, you know, it's I like having that little bit of that I can do myself as well, instead of it just being completely administrative. But right. I think they're neither one is ideal. I think they're both without their cons. So, so talk to us a little bit about comics from the kitchen. Now, where did the inception of this idea come from? Um, it honestly started just because. I like to cook. I like food. And, you know, you, the thing that you always get told is to write what you know or write what you love. I decided my next thing was going to be something food related. <laughs> and then I and I had another food related comic in my back pocket that I've had in my mind for a while. And that I decided not to do that. I wanted to do something because I enjoyed the experience of Fletcher Cross so much. I wanted to um, do another anthology. And so um, I thought about like what needed to be there what there was a space for in the in the market of sorts then i just knew that there were like i'd seen food themed anthologies i have seen um illustrated cookbooks like i have one somewhere over there that's it's called like let's make dumplings and it's just an illustrated cookbook and i was like okay i want to do something that's a bit of both and so mm. it is a food themed anthology but it's also a cookbook and okay. it's also so it's just it's something that i knew that was up my alley and it was something that I knew was um, that there was a space for in the in the industry in the world. Now, how did how were you able to find the the artists and the writers for this? Um, I just put out a call online. I think I I'm pretty sure I posted to I I have kind of my usual places I'll post. I'll post on Twitter. Um, there's a Facebook anthology called um, Comic Anthology Comic Book Anthology Creators. I think is what it's called. That's been a really good place for anthologies. And then I think I probably posted on the comic book collab subreddit and just kind of let people, I had a form that they filled out on my website and all that stuff got um, uploaded to a Google sheet. 
and then I went through the Google sheet and was like, okay, let me see. Do I like um, this? Like the first I looked at if the person, you know, checked out, if I was like, okay, is this someone who, who's is going to, I think, line up with our values and line up with who I want for impress to be as a company and what I want this project to be. And then after that, it was okay. What do I, um, is there art, you know, where I want it to be. And I don't think I turned down anybody, honestly. Um, everybody had a very unique style of storytelling that I think worked well. And that was pretty much it. Like I just, I didn't really turn very many people away. I think unless there were one or two that I just, you know, for whatever reason, didn't think that their style or their, um, I guess their style was just wasn't going to be a good fit. But for the most part, it was just, do they have, can they tell a good story and do they have a good recipe that'll be interesting to see? And so, and they did. And so that's how we came up with, and we've had some people drop out along the way. We've had some people um, that had some uh, health uh, issues. We had uh, one, actually Eric Carmen, sadly, he was going to be a member of the anthology. He was a friend who had done another a couple other projects for us. Um, and he passed before um, before we were able to make his comic. But um, this, there have been a couple other stories that have just had to back out for various reasons. And But we also have gotten to add some more stories in. And we've added, I think, two stories in the last um, week, month or so. Um, oh, wow. So it's been, it's been interesting just um, getting like all these people together, but it was, it was a pretty straightforward process. You know, I've heard of people who have a really difficult time with that, but I, I mean, I, this worked out pretty well for me. I think I've been pretty lucky. So our, our good friend, Patrick Lugo said dog translation, Kyler's next anthology <laughs> should be about dogs. There you go. If I'm exactly, if I'm doing what I love and doing, and this guy keeps interrupting me, then yeah, maybe we'll do a, we'll do a dog. No, I do think I, I have uh, another anthology um, in mind. I have a couple other ones that I'm ready to, to to get started on at some point but we'll see we're just kind of worry about this one for now and then um mm -hmm. you know move on from there so talk to us a little bit about as you mentioned before is like the mission and values of foreign press comics what would you say is the what what is the mission of foreign press comics i mean our mission is to create a community of it's like i i'm gonna i'm gonna get myself in trouble because i can't remember i think it's creativity collaboration and um uh, I can't remember the other one. But anyway, the whole thing is just I want to build a community of comic creators and fans. Um, and a big part of it is that I want to be able to educate. I want to build a resource for people, a place for um, people to come. And for one, I want to tell good stories. I want to create a place for people to come and tell their stories, something that you couldn't see anywhere else. And right. then on top of that, I also want to build it into a resource and um, you know create comics and spaces online where people are able to help each other out and to lift each other up and things like that. And those are kind of the, the big things. And so, you know, obviously there's different groups online that aren't as, um, aren't as welcoming and aren't as, um, you know, uh, I guess that's the best way to put it. I'll just leave it at that. Aren't, aren't as welcoming as others. And, um, you know, it's kind of just making sure that is this someone who, I want to be associated with. And that's kind of one of the things we look for when I'm looking for like different stories or different creators to work with is like, is this someone who I think is going to stand up for the same values? And I think everybody that we're working with, especially here does stand for that is, is someone who's all about inclusivity and 
letting people tell their stories and telling, you know, unique stories that are personal to them. And I think that's kind of the most important thing. That's one of the best things about working in independent, independent creativity in general, whatever medium you're working in, but especially in comics, you know, letting people tell their stories is a big deal. So bleed over from your day job as a, as an educator, mm -hmm. do you feel as though that you're become a better educator because of uh, making comics or do you become a better comic creator because you're an educator? Um, I think more than anything, I think I've become a better comic creator because I'm an educator. Um, okay. For one thing, it, it it's it it's opened my eyes to um, a lot of things. Just as far as seeing the the youth of America and like what kind of things they're into, and I think that helps more with the with the you know publisher side of it than with the actual creativity side of it. Because I'm not gonna like I. Well, I guess I am actually. I I know that you know manga is a big thing right now for, and I I feel like you know that's just a very generic saying at this point because it's like yeah everybody knows. But anyway, I, I just it's different seeing it firsthand, like seeing everybody like so all these kids that just eat up manga all the time. Manga is I never heard of even other than just like you know the typical Demon Slayer, One Piece, uh, My Hero Academia, things like that, like other stories, and so. You know, I had a comic that I was writing and I was like, hey, this kind of thematically sounds like a manga. Plus, I know that that's something that would be interesting to people, especially to kids. And so now I made that comic into a it's going to be a manga instead of being a traditional Western. comic. It's still going to turn left to right, but it's it's going to be black and white. It's going to be manga sized. And so I'm doing it in that style because that's kind of okay. what I've seen. I don't know that it's necessarily made me a better creator but it definitely has made me think of um, creating in like different ways and things like that. So let's, let's dive in and, and actually talk about some of your reward levels for comics from the kitchen. Um, so we have here, so our three supporters already see it's moving. Uh, so you have your rewards here and, and, and those that are interested should go to zoop.gg backslash see backslash comics from the kitchen yes um so talk to zoop so for though you a lot of people might be familiar with indiegogo might be familiar with kickstarter so what made you gravitate towards zoop as a crowdfunding platform um zoop was just something different and it was something new um and i i've been hearing about zoop for probably the last two years or so i first heard about them when i was first starting the fletcher cross process um, and so I, I knew that I wanted to, um, I, I knew this was something on my radar and it just kind of, it kind of was a, it's, it's something different than Kickstarter. Zoop kind of, um, handles a lot of the, the design of the page and handles a lot of the, um, more internal, um, uh, administrative stuff like we were talking about earlier. They kind of mm -hmm. do a lot of that stuff. Um. So it's definitely been something different because it's kind of weird to me to not have all that responsibility, which <laughs> it sounds weird that I'm complaining that I get to sit back a little bit, but I just, I, I, part of me doesn't like not having my hands on it and being able to see mm -hmm. exactly what's going on, but it also is really freeing. And that's kind of been one of the things that, that drew me to them was just knowing that they kind of handle, and I talked to other people who'd done Zoot before 
and they were they kind of all said very similar things like yeah i definitely recommend looking at it trying it out seeing how it goes for you because some people it works really well for some people it doesn't and they've been really good so far and i'm really excited to see um you know how the how the campaign does and see where we can go from there but um yeah it just kind of happened because it was something i was interested in trying out and um seeing how it worked for me because like i said i heard other people and wanted to try it for myself awesome yeah it does look like a pretty cool format that they have it set up there it's like you can just add on um like each reward individually and um instead of just get and obviously we have different bundles um that you can buy like our retailer bundle you know our physical foreign press bundle things like that but as a whole it's it's not as it's just a different format and it's been something to wrap my head around along the way mm. uh, do you want to talk to us a little bit about what you have for here for the rewards um yeah we have um you know we always have our basic ones we have our pdf um so you can get it digitally or you can get it printed um we do have an early bird discount for the first um 48 hours we have a couple like i said a couple bundles um you can get our digital bundle which will just have all of the foreign press comics digitally or for 75 you can get our physical bundle which is going to be every foreign press comic that um is been in print so far um mm. so you can do that and that also comes with some of the the other physical rewards for the campaign and then there's the um we have a retailer bundle i always like to include that i've you know done some looking and some retailers are really in are uh, open to the idea some are very um you know not open to the idea of backing crowdfunding campaigns but um i still put one on every campaign i do just because it doesn't hurt to have it and then down below, I have an ad. You can um, full page ad in the back of the anthology. So um, plus you get the book and the other things as well. Um, and then down at the bottom, basically you can just buy any of the foreign press books or you can get a print um, of the cover, a textless print by Jerry Bennett, who uh, Jerry's been a great guy. And he was someone I was really excited to, when he offered, offered when I was looking for um cover artist he offered and um i was just really excited because i've seen his work he's also from oklahoma and so it's been um huh. i've seen his work around here and um so it's cool to just get him to work on one of my projects and then we also have for you can add on a, a handwritten recipe card so i will handwrite one of the recipes from the anthology right just for you so you can put it in your little recipe box or your little recipe if you have a little recipe journal like i do um that would be <laughs> the place for that um and yeah, and so on here, as you said, it's uh, you have your your add-ons. People can actually um, collect most of all the the different foreign press comics issues here. Yep, yeah, we have um, all of our comics in digital and in print um, that you can get, except for Sleep Sister Sleep. Those haven't been printed yet, but um, you can buy those digitally right here if you want. Um, okay. And then down at the bottom, you know, we have our little video, which I had a fun time making. I, I had a fun time making it. The first half is just me. Um, you know, to obviously just talking to the camera, pretty basic, but the second half is just a little, a fun little short little video I made that um, is actually something I've been getting to do lately, just kind of as promotion for this. I've been doing um, like little cooking videos and then posting them on Instagram and um, my little <laughs> TikTok account that isn't doing very well. Um, but it's just been, it's just been fun to live out my little um, food network dreams of getting to make my little cooking videos and posting on TikTok and on Instagram. So, um, and so this is out. an over, th this is over a 200 page book. It is yes. huge. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it'll be about 200 pages. Um, wow. It might be a little less than that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, um, 
it's a big thing. We have, I think the last count I did was we have 21 stories. Um, and each story is accompanied by a recipe. So, and those stories range from one of them as I think as short as one page. And then we have others that are up to nine pages long. Plus each one has a recipe added onto it. So, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty thick book. It's going to be, um, I'm pretty excited to, um, to see it. I don't have any in print yet. I didn't get a, I didn't, you know, get an early proof or anything, but I, I didn't make myself for the video. I had to make myself a little prop book. And so I took a old copy of Spider-Man 2099 and just <laughs> printed out a cover and taped it around. And so that was pretty fun to have that. Um, it just felt like it felt cool to have the real book, even though I knew it wasn't the real book, but, um, yeah, so that's see, you can see it right there in the video, but, um, in the thumbnail, but yeah, so that's just been something that's been fun for me to do is make the little videos and things like that. So have you been able to actually cook all of the, was it you say 21 recipes? Yeah, I have not. And I've, I'm thinking about it. That's <laughs> kind of something I want to do. Um, I might do that while the campaign's going. My main reason not to is just because um, I'm in the middle of moving and I don't want to go buy a bunch of ingredients to, I'm already trying to, you know, clean out my kitchen a little bit before I move. I'm not trying to go buy a bunch of stuff to, to make all these other recipes. I'd love to, and I'm definitely going to when, when the thing gets um, gets made. But right now, I'm just at such an awkward time. that. But I'm definitely – I'll get a few in there. I'll get a few. And so wh which one was your recipe? You said that you put um, it in your own recipe? Yes. Um, mine was a, a recipe for, for fried fish. It's not um, anything that crazy. It's it's a recipe. Not a, it's, I I say it's a recipe like it's a secret family thing. It's not. It's just a um, it's just fish fried catfish or fried striper. Um, it's my grandpa's recipe. It's the way my grandpa always made it, and um, it's actually um, not to get too much of like a downer, but like he he passed away recently, and so since since I wrote the story, and so it's just kind of timed out, and it's kind of a. I think it's kind of a fun little serendipity that, you know, obviously it's a, it's a sad moment, but it's just kind of a, just kind of the way things happen, you know, just kind of the way the world seems to work. Um, and so, yeah, it's a little story about him. It's just, um, it, the story is all about fishing, but specifically the recipe that went with it was the fried fish and making it, you know, in the same, cause I still, I mean, the last time I cooked it, he, he was, we did it on his back porch and it was just using the same burner that's he's been doing it the same way for my entire lifetime. Fish, and we've been we always go to the same spot to fish in the summers and things like that. So it was just, it was just that was a cute little story for me. And it just, it, like I said, it was just a fun little. It's a serendipity that you can't. I ha can't help but laugh, you know. Now after knowing that that's just the way things worked out, it's just, it's just fun for me to see. But yeah, right. so fish and hush puppies is my recipe. Sorry to okay. give you a long answer there. <laughs> and so, what are some of the surprises that you've gotten from um, putting together ooh. this anthology? Um, let me see. Um, I've seen a lot of things from just like, um, around the world, um, on the, there's a, um, I think there's a recipe for Sholazard. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, I don't have, it's like a rice pudding, saffron rice pudding thing that's from, um, somewhere. I, it might be Persian. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm so sorry if I got that wrong. Um, there's, um, Pinchos, which is on the, the, the zoo page. Um, which is just like uh, shish kebabs, but I don't. I just I'm excited to make that because I love like anybody love meat on a stick. I just think that's really delicious. <laughs> I think there's something that's very simple about it that I, I love. Um, I think a lot of people like it. Um, and then I'm trying to find my um, my spreadsheet that has all my all my recipes in it, but I can't find it. It must not it must not have left the tab open. 
Um, oh, uh, Jimmy Gasparro's has a meatball recipe in there that I'm excited for because it's his um, it's his dad's recipe, and um, I'm really excited just to see that story in general because um, it um, he posted in his story. We have all, I made a bunch of folders for everyone to upload their stories to, and okay. his he uploaded for his artist a bunch of photos of him and his grandpa making the um, or him and his dad and his children making the the dish from the from the story. And so it was cool to just see those stories and to know that those stories got actually used in the anthology. I think it was just a really cool thing to see. And it made me want to make that recipe more knowing that there was that much like um, heart and like that much love that went into that story. The fact that he went and made it and the pictures, I assume they're recent. I don't know if he made a special trip just for this, but it looks like he does. Yeah. James Crater uh, X just commented. That's the one he, he drew that story. Him and Jimmy made that one happen together. And that's really, um, it's just a really cute story that it's there's so many that are I'm excited for people to see, but that's that's one of the recipes that sticks out. And then there's a Melanie Charlotte cannoli cream layer cake. Um, it's just a re and it's that one was a hard recipe because I had to um, like it's a very long recipe. And so making that fit the format that I have going on was was pretty difficult, but we got it done. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, that's another one just because I'm a, I like to bake. And so I want to see how that one turns out, mm. but that might be one of the ones I wait on. Cause it's just so complicated. <laughs> now, as, as the editor of this anthology, how many times did you have to come back to a writer or an artist? You're going to have to tweak this. This, uh, this story isn't quite there yet. Did you ever have, to, did you have to do that at all? I did, but not as much as you would think. And um, that might speak to just my, um, you know, I maybe maybe someone someone's probably out there and gonna read it and say, like, "Well, you should have fixed this." But honestly, I <laughs> I fixed any I pointed out any glaring mistakes that right. um, I thought you know needed to be fixed, needed to be changed. Um, but for the most part, I just kind of let people tell the story they want to tell. You know, like I said, if something like really stuck out to me is like this doesn't fit here or the most the biggest com comment I had to make was like this is too many pages or this is too few pages like this needs to be like they would have it be like eight pages. I'm like, OK, well, for the page count, for the way that comics work, because that's part of being, you know, the editor with all this stuff within an anthology right. is making sure all the page turns work. And so I had to tell everybody, no, 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 it has to be like it has to be an odd number of pages. And so many people were like giving me one of those eight pages or six pages I'm like you got to make it if they give it six. It's like it's got to be five or seven. Pick one or the other. I don't care how many pages it is, but you got to change it somewhere along the line. I'm not going to make that decision for you. And so that was um, that was like the most common thing I had to make. But like I said, not as much as you would think I would. But it was. Um, I and there's other comments as far as like I had to make as far as the formatting of the the recipe pages and things and making sure everybody got things in the in the right formats, but. As far as scripts go, I mean, really, not too much. Mm. And so, what? How are you? How are you publishing this? Are you, what? What? What type of printing are you using? Uh, we're just going to use a local printer here in Oklahoma City, uh, brick and mortar press. They um, used to, I think, they still run out of the Literati Press Bookshop um, in the Paseo District, which is like a little little arts district downtown. Um, but yeah, they have a little print shop back there. They printed Fletcher Cross, and um, they were really helpful. For me, and there were a couple, you know, small mistakes, some on my end, some on their end during the printing process that they were quick to point out and quick to fix. And I just had a really good time working with them. But yeah, I'm 
I'm just going to print it with um, someone local and then, mm. you know, we'll get it all. Um, I'll do all the packaging and shipping out and everything like that. And so uh, hopefully that'll be after I've moved. So, or it, will, it definitely <laughs> will be, but yeah, it's just going to be, it's mostly just me, you know, and I've always heard a lot of horror stories about like fulfilling anthology or not fulfilling anthology, but fulfilling crowdfunding campaigns and how hard that was, but it is not nearly as hard as I expected. Um, not to say that it was easy, but it wasn't nearly as much work as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be, you know, weeks and weeks of slogging through, but it was pretty much, I just printed off a couple spreadsheets and was like, okay, I'm going to, and luckily I, the thing I did invest in was a label printer and that mm. saved my butt a bunch <laughs> because I could just print, uh, print them off, rip it, st slap it on a box and be done. It was, so it was, it was some, it was and like I said earlier at the beginning, like my analytical mind kind of likes the administrative stuff. And so mm -hmm. I, I think that's why the um, the shipping really spoke to me because it was just like super repetitive. It's just, you know, make sure this goes in the box, put one print with it, put some stickers in there, fold in the comic book storage boxes, you know, you just fold them up the way that they go, put a big piece of tape around them, slap a label on it, and then put it in this pile. Okay, and these ones go in this pile. And it was just very analytic, very methodical. And I just, my brain was just easy. It kind of just turned my brain off and just like pack. And it was just... Right. It worked really well for me. And so how many of these uh, contributors that, that you have on this anthology you worked with in previous projects? That's a really good question. Um, and I can find out relatively quickly. Um, you know what? I think I can say I've worked with um, probably seven or eight of them before, maybe. Um, one, two, three, four. Nope, haven't worked with him. Uh, maybe more like four, four or five. Hmm. So not okay. not a ton. There's a lot of new new people that I got to work with. A lot of new people that I wouldn't have met before. Um, right. that and like like um Patrick just said in the comment, like it's great to see um that he's you know knows so many of those people and like it's. Yeah, it's always cool to see a lot of people I know on a project, but it's also as someone running a project, it's fun to see a bunch of people I didn't know before because now right. I have a bunch of other creators that are on my radar that are that I wouldn't have had that I didn't know about previously. And I'm like, okay, right. I know who this is. I have worked with them before. I want to see more of them and things like that. That's how I've, you know, gotten started with some of the other projects that I've done is I've um, worked with someone on something previously on an anthology or seen their work in a project I did. It's like, okay, now I want to work with them again. And so it's really, it goes a lot, long way to just see someone working in a project, working with someone. And then, I don't know, it just does a lot for me to know that, hey, I can work with that person again. It's like a really good sign. Right, right. Um, and so if, if, if people want to learn more about uh, more, so if people want to learn more about Forum Press Comics, where's the best place they could go to? Um, the best place to go is F Press Comics on Twitter um that's kind of where most of the the stuff goes down um but there are forumpresscomics.com our email list is actually something that i'm looking to build at the moment i haven't checked the latest numbers but we should be getting closer to 100 and once we get to 100 um email subscribers i'm going to send out yeah i have a comic it's about 56 pages i think that i did it's the very first comic that i made we were talking about first comics i forgot about this one that I have never put out into the world. The only people huh. who've seen it have been Image Comics because I submitted it to them. 
I doubt they actually saw it, but um, I was young and naive and thought like, oh, this is good enough. Um, clearly it wasn't, but it it's not very good. There's a lot of issues with the lettering and with the art of it, but I'm going to email it to the first hundred when we get a hundred email subscribers. So, you know, that's another good place to check us out and see what we got going on. Wow. Okay. And as we mentioned at the top of the hour, comics from the kitchen is live now. Yes. And you would get that at zoop.gg. Yes, zoop.gg slash C slash comics from the kitchen. Um, right. Or like I said, find it on, if you find us on any social media form, uh, not form, sorry, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere like that, um, we will have, you know, you'll, there'll be links to it everywhere. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, Kyler, so it seems like it's been going uh, already in the first few minutes. It looks like that yeah. you've... Uh, been picking up a bit with your um, yeah we've been going for about 30 40 minutes now and so we're we're doing we're doing all right i'm not too worried about you know numbers at this point yet i'm just trying to you know just let it happen and see where things go great excellent well kyla this has been great it's so exciting to be able to finally talk to you and um, come back on again when you have your next project all right yes sir i will definitely keep you in mind right now um that's the classic dog but kyler I, all the other videos i've seen you on the interviews you've always had your dog show up so this oh, is okay good. well I, that has happened a couple times but um <laughs> if he gets too much i'll put him back in the kennel but um